Support for this podcast and the following message come from Wise, the app that makes managing your money in different currencies easy. With Wise, you can send and spend money internationally at the mid-market exchange rate. No guesswork and no hidden fees. Learn more about how Wise could work for you at wise.com. Russia and Ukraine have signed a deal to allow the export of millions of tons of grain from Black Sea ports that are now blockaded because of the war. The United Nations spent months brokering the deal with help from Turkey, which borders the shipping routes. Ukrainian grain is a major source of food around the world, and prices have risen as supplies have shrunk. NPR's Joanna Kakissis is covering the steel from Kiev. Hey, Joanna. Hey, Ari. So this agreement was signed today in Istanbul. What's in it? So uh, this deal is supposed to free the passage of those millions of tons of grain that you mentioned, and also essential cooking products like sunflower oil. Uh, And this is all supposed to come out of the Ukrainian port of Odessa and two smaller ports on the Black Sea. And remember, this is all happening while the Russians are still bombing and shelling the rest of the country. The deal is a win for Russia because Russia got to tie its own exports to the uh, to the export of Ukrainian grain. Um, for example, Russia is a major exporter of fertilizer, which several countries around the world desperately need to ensure high yields on their crops. Turkey will monitor the shipping and inspecting of uh, ships on the Black Sea, and they're going to try to keep the shipping lanes safe. Turkey and the UN are going to be the mediators here. And this could have major impacts in developing countries far beyond Russia and Ukraine. Tell us about what the global consequences of this deal could be. Yeah. Russia's invasion of Ukraine has set off a global food crisis. The UN has warned that people around the world face malnutrition, hunger, and famine because Ukrainian grain could not get out of those ports. Ukraine is often described uh, as the world's breadbasket. The World Food Program, which provides food to places like Yemen and Afghanistan, it gets nearly half of its grain from Ukraine. Uh, India gets most of its sunflower oil from Ukraine. So how are people in Ukraine where you are reacting to this deal? So I'm here in Kiev, and everyone I've been speaking to is very happy about it. You have to remember that the Ukrainian economy has been crushed by this war. And this deal to them is about keeping their economy alive. Two of the biggest industries in Ukraine are steel and agriculture, or at least they were before the war. And they have been basically shut down because of the Russian invasion. I spoke with Ivan Slobodyanik, who is the executive director of the Ukrainian Congress of Farmers, and he's also a grain farmer. And here he's telling me that his biggest concern is that Russia won't stick to the deal and that history has shown that Russians don't keep their word. Uh, But he's also hopeful because outsiders, the UN, uh, Turkey, they're managing this deal. And, And he's also hoping that maybe the Russians are hurting too much financially themselves to renege. How does this actually take effect? What are the next steps? So you might see some symbolic journeys of ships in the next few days. But shipments uh, might not be fully up and running for a few weeks. Uh, you know, you, they have to work out things like insurance for the ships. When the shipments do start, the UN and Turkey is set to inspect the grain shipments being loaded onto ships at Black Sea ports. They will also inspect ships going back into the region in case those ships have contraband or weapons. But the main focus will be on creating safe corridors for vessels. Because, remember, there's a war going on that could interfere with any plans for shipping. It's NPR's Joanna Kikissis reporting from Kiev, Ukraine. Thanks a lot. You're welcome, Ari. Okay, close your eyes for a second. Now imagine you're on your dream vacation. No work calls to answer. No text messages to respond to. Just your suitcase 
and an opportunity. The opportunity to just take yourself out of your routine and travel deeper. How to actually take that dream trip. That's on the Life Kit podcast from NPR. Pro-Palestinian protests have popped up on college campuses across the country. But from the eyes of students, what are we missing? From the outside, these protests are painted as really violent when that couldn't be further from the truth. I'm Brittany Luce, host of NPR's It's Been a Minute, and I'm inviting you to hear from student journalists who see what the rest of us cannot. On It's Been a Minute from NPR. I'm Jesse Thorne. Why did Cola Scola write a bonkers, extremely fictionalized play about Mary Todd Lincoln? Well, you know, it was 2020 and we were all so isolated. I, I just started doing research. On, but the truth is, I, no, I just thought of it. We'll talk about that and more on Bullseye from MaximumFun.org and NPR.